Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the Earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Alright, welcome to episode 20 of Current Gen. That's right, 2-0. Huge milestone. And for this episode, we're going to talk about video games. So yeah, that's yeah, your special yeah. treat for episode 20. We can drink um, and talk about video games. Exactly, oh, exactly. My name is Tim. Day. I'm here with Dan and Derek, and we are actually going to be showing off a new logo that a friend of Dan's was kind enough to put the work together for. It looks really great. We're proud of it. We're excited about it. And we're trying to up our audio game as well. Uh, I've heard a lot of feedback, and I hear you that the audio needs work. So we're working on it. You hear um, them, but they can't hear us. They can't. Oh, <laughs> good one. So... We want to up the quality, and in return, if you guys could throw us a review on whatever service you use, give us a good rating, and uh, and share us with anyone who th- you think might be interested in hearing some really non-industry insiders talk about video games. It's mm. weird. It's weird because I feel like between the three of us, and this is being totally honest, I'm not trying to make a joke. I think we are incredibly knowledgeable about the video game industry, about sure. who makes what, about the history of video games, and yet none of us are involved with making money in a career type way when it comes to Right. the video game industry at all yeah so screw unless you. one of you is lying screw to me you ign for not paying us I guess. <laughs> yeah, ba- basically <laughs> no i kind of like it it's like i feel like i hear enough podcasts from the industry insiders and mm-hmm. and i i get a little annoyed when i've played video games as long or longer than some of these hosts and they'll say well this is gonna be a little inside baseball for some of you and i'm like this is <laughs> don't that's so annoying like yeah. most of your listeners know more than you do this is really annoying yeah. but anyway i digress uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we are going to talk mostly about Ghosts of Tsushima. I keep saying ghosts. Ghost of Tsushima, um, which is, of course, the major release that's out right now. Sony really hitting back-to-back Ooh. home runs here in the summertime to that's close right. out the PS4 life, which is pretty exciting. Uh, but before we get into that, I wanted to find out from you guys, uh, not even just stuff you're playing, but what's going on? Anything interesting, exciting, so, and I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. We didn't plan out many notes here, so I'll go first. But if there's anything you want to update us on, I just took my kids camping. Mm-hmm. I took five kids by myself out to the middle of nowhere. And it wasn't really the middle of nowhere, but it was a, a campground. But, you know, with tents and the whole deal. And they had all, all kinds of signs everywhere, what to do if you see a black bear. So, like, it was, it's out there. Just ask the white truck. Um, yeah. So, uh, but we survived. We had a lot of fun. I had a great time camping with the kids, but I am glad to be back and uh, playing mm-hmm. some Ghost of Tsushima. But what about you guys? Anything outside of video games uh, that's worth, that's of note? Dan, what about you? No, I mean, uh, just my house is still not fully organized. We had bought it like, what, three months ago? A little over three months ago? because PlayStation keeps releasing good games. Yeah, yeah. And also, that's the problem. you know, when, you, when you're not living in a house and you're living in an apartment or, you know, you had some stuff in storage somewhere, but then like some of it... Um, we had some we had some things at my mom's house, but um, it had been a while since they were there. So like we had a couch in her garage, but then it got kind of grimy. So like then we had to buy a new couch, for example. So like you move into a house and then you have to buy all these new things and, you know, and then we still have like some 
storage issues because uh, we have the finished basement. So normally when you would store things in a basement, it's a little trickier when the finished basement is also part of the house. Oh, for um, sure. And yeah. this, the space where I record is still not a room. Um, we have a uh, Renee's friend's brother is going to come by. He does. Um, uh, I think he's like a contractor or something along the lines of that. So he's going to come take a look and thank you, Derek. And uh, let us know how much it costs to build the, the walls so I can have a space uh, to tell Derek he's stupid. There you go, man. Or his emojis. <laughs> his dumb emojis. Dude, we, we had someone build some walls for us this past spring. It's uh, If you can get someone to do a good job, it's it's very worth it. Yeah. Yep. So, But, uh, you yeah, know, just still trying to get the house together. It takes a while. I know everyone's always like, oh, man, I've lived there for years. It still isn't still isn't together. It's like, You've lived there for five years. How is it not? <laughs> how is it not put together yet? Jeez, how, yep. la- how lazy are you? <laughs> but yeah, just that and Ghost of Tsushima, and that's about it. Sweet. Yeah. Nothing interesting. Teague, any uh, well, other than the new haircut, you want to talk about the haircut? What's up, new haircut? It's not that new. I think I've had. I think I had it last time we were. It looks a little fresh. Looks all right. You just outed me and Freitas as people who don't follow your picture updates on social media. <laughs> You're like a girl. You like didn't notice my haircut thing. earlier. Um no. Uh, I got a promotion at my job. Congratulations! Um, nothing, sir. nothing major. It was just pretty. cool. What, were you like moving for this, or was this? No, uh I didn't apply for anything. I'm. Nice. Only, I've only been there for seven months. And they're, you just you know, they're reorganizing a lot of stuff. Like when I got there, they two months before that, they had let go of probably half the staff. So they were in shock mode when they hired me in December. And so it was nice because I just, the, bo- the boss I have now, she just started working for our team. She'd been with the company for three years, but working with our team probably like a month and a half ago. So she called me, well, she messaged me. She's like, you, you free? And I was like, yeah, I am, baby. And uh, <laughs> so she called me and she's like, hey, just wanted to know if you, you know, would be interested in this position, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So it was nice because uh, because it's been so hectic, I haven't gotten actually no feedback at all. So I've always, uh, I've never been the type that like, in fact, I always hated it in my last job where you had to tell everybody how great you were. Like, you need to write down all the things yep. you do for your position, blah, blah, blah. I always yep. hate that. I always felt like if you're my boss, you should know what I am doing. And then you should be able to tell me what you like and what you don't like. Um, sure. But at this job, I get no feedback at all. Like, there's no monthly meetings, nothing. Because, like I said, they've been they've been off on how they normally run business. So it was nice to get that call because it made me at least feel like, okay, they see me as a valuable asset that they want to, they want to utilize more at this point. So I'm happy about that. As far as games, I won't talk about it long because we are focused on one major release, but I did jump. I've been rocking the PS4 lately. Like I went a good like I looked at my library and I hadn't bought games on the PS4 rarely in the last two years. Like ever since the Xbox One X came out, you. I pretty much didn't buy anything on the PS4 unless it's a um 
a uh, exclusive, and I think if I'm remembering correctly, last year there wasn't really anything that came out. Yeah, 29 was one of the PS4's probably weakest years yeah. of their. I mean, there was probably some band. stuff. If I go look in my library, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I played that." But I, right. if I remember correctly, it'd been a good couple of years. But my point was, is I hadn't really been playing my PS4 in the last year and a half, two years. So, uh, it's been nice jumping from The Last of Us Two, which I played twice, and then kind of as an in between game. And I was playing Greedfall, still playing it whenever I can get on my PC, but. On PS4, I jumped into Death Stranding. Decided to give it a shot because I was actually thinking about getting on PC, getting it on PC because I was like, this game's gonna be beautiful. But I was like, you know what? You liked it, but you didn't stick with it. So why would you buy it on PC? So then I started playing on PS4, and I'm like 40% through the game. I'm um, very surprised that you started to play that again. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think I played it because I was tired, and hmm. it's very relaxing. I'm not playing it on like a difficulty level, like a level sure. of difficulty that would be frustrating. I can see this game being frustrating, especially if you've traveled a long way and then yeah. you screw up or something like that. But I'm just playing it on relaxed mode where I just I journey from one destination to the next. And even when I get into combat situations, it's not that big of a deal. No. And the stuff I'm like unlocking is making the game a little bit more fun. So I actually feel like I'm not doing the same thing over and over. So even though you literally are just delivering packages, um, the way you build roads, access a bike, um, you even get like these guns. They're not lethal, but you get these weapons that you can use against enemies. That type of stuff. And then kind of unfolding this crazy story that I'll be honest... You guys know me. I don't pay attention. If you're stupid <laughs> like they are, I don't pay attention. It so, takes a special story for you to get hooked on the story. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima, which we're going to talk about, not hard to follow. Like, I can zone no, simple out. Simple premise. Like, I, I know what I'm doing. Um, right. Death Stranding, you can't zone out and be like, I know what's going on. Like, I mean, it's a Kojima game. Does Death Stranding have a premise? Is that really the right word for that? <laughs> I mean, I it know. does, but it's Ko- I mean, it's Kojima. The guy's on yeah. freaking mushrooms. None and of it makes but... sense, but it still makes sense. And what I mean is, like, as you're playing, you're like, why? How did he even write this story? <laughs> then, yeah. I know he's going. I know he's gonna piece it together. Like, I, I know yeah. he's going to piece it together. I'm not saying there aren't holes. I don't know. I don't care. But my point is, is I can tell he's already piecing it together that he's going to be able to explain everything you don't understand. Right. Um, I mean, real quick, though, to be honest, I couldn't explain to you the whole Metal Gear Solid saga right. without a ton of help. I know some of the major points, and but some of the timeline stuff, I don't necessarily get, but I've still enjoyed all those games, and whatever story they had to offer, whatever I could follow was fun. But To be his, fair, multiple games his versus production, one game. His production on his games yeah. is pretty top-notch. Yeah. And not just like voice acting, but just even everything. Like graphics, the way your characters move. Uh, even in this game, yeah, there's some... Like when you're driving, because you're driving over rough terrain, it's not realistic and it's really stupid. Some of them, like, really? That doesn't even make sense. But everything <laughs> else is very yeah. fluid. Like, you're. Do you find yourself it. feeling that that's weird because everything else is so realistic, physics based? So the driving is a little bit. Yeah, weird. the driving was a little like. But that's me, I think, critiquing it partially. And yeah. I try sure. not. 
I get annoyed by things now definitely more than I ever did in my 20s and 30s. Um, but I still think I'm a relaxed gamer. I don't get bent out of shape like other people. So do you like the um, sort of uh, community aspect of the gameplay? Like how, like with the roads, like you're not totally doing everything by yourself? Like, because I thought that was super cool. That was actually one of my favorite things. Like I actually contributed a lot to that road, but like kind of everyone working together towards it. Like I don't care about the likes, but yeah, I like the the fact that people, it's like Dark Souls as far as people can drop signs and give you hints. Like I, I don't remember what the symbol was, but you could tell by what somebody left they were letting me know dangerous coming in this area right yeah i think it's bts or whatever they were letting yeah, the me BTs, know hey yeah. when you go in here it's gonna start raining and then you're gonna gonna be hunted yeah. um so stuff like that i think is really cool and then like dan was saying they help you build the roads and pay the roads and you can help other people like they have private and public lockers that you can throw stuff in and yep and it's 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 a cool game. Do I think I'm going to finish it? I hope. I honestly do. It's 70 missions. I think I'm 30-something missions in, and I have enjoyed it. But a game like, and we'll talk about it, obviously, like Ghost, it's hard for me to go back to Death Stranding. I did jump into it this weekend, but it is hard because once I get sucked into a game like Ghost, that's more up my alley. And I don't want to play anything else. Like, that's all yeah. I want to play. Um, Do you think PC gamers who play online will get all the stuff that um, PS4 gamers have built? And all? Are they going to carry that stuff over? Do you know? Well, some of it's built into the game. It's not actual real users. Oh. It's like okay. fake users to make it look like social media okay. type thing. Got it. Um, I was just curious if PC and PS4 will... Because I know that just released like a week ago. I, uh, think, I would imagine they could link it like that. if they. I don't know if they have. I don't know if they announced it. I do know that it's... I think it's selling pretty decent on PC. I see a lot of people like playing it now. Um, well, as someone who's been looking around... PC shopping recently. I know that that's a big offer for, which it's one of the graphics cards gets a free copy of Death Stranding right now. Probably yeah. Nvidia. That's pretty nice. Because I think Nvidia, my little Nvidia, I think it's Nvidia is telling yeah. me to update for the new. Yeah. That's the cool thing. Yeah, it's Nvidia. Nvidia, and then I think Radeon's doing a free copy, a free yeah, you know, a pre-order for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So. Yeah. Nice. So it's real, and you'll you'll discover this as you. Uh, as you get into PC gaming, but they, they make it real simple. And, and I love how with every major release, NVIDIA is pretty on top of it. And they'll be like, update your drivers because this yeah. new game's coming out. So I do yeah. love how easily they make all that stuff. But anyways, Death Stranding, a great game. I know it surprises a lot of people like I would like it, but I really don't think people should be surprised. I love the Metal Gear games. And if anybody remembers that our last show, Metal Gear Solid 5 launched, and I was super excited for it, and it came out, and I was like, no, I don't like yeah. this game. Yep. And then I think I went back to it a year later. I just got in the mood, and I gave it a shot, and I learned his systems. I think I get overwhelmed by his systems. I'm like, I don't want oh, to yeah. all this gibberish and all that. <laughs> and then once I learn it, then I'm like, I love this game. Like, I just yep. want to keep playing it. I kind I of felt that, that way. I remember with Metal Gear Solid 5 didn't quite do it for you at first, and then, and then yeah, you got hooked big time. I kind of uh, felt that way with way, Watch Dogs too. Watch Dogs, which Watch Dogs one or two? The second one. Like I, I just feel like right away it kind of gives, uh, it throws a lot at you. So I think maybe that's why I wasn't feeling it because I. It was I just, actually oh, you started can... Watch Dogs yeah. two again on PC. Okay. 
Um, I played like how's it look? Hour and a half. It's I can't I can't I can run it on ultra, but I can't run it run it at the frames per second I want. But it's a really like at ultra, it looks amazing. I'm talking native 4K by the way. Um, and then if you even if you drop it to high and you see the frames per second go up. It's a beautiful game. San Francisco looks amazing. That's yeah. why I wanted to like that game. I love, I hate the state of California in real life, but in video <laughs> games, I like yeah. San Francisco. Like driver. Well, that game was pretty back on the standard. What did I play that on? PS4, I think. PS4, I thought yeah. it was a pretty game there. Yeah. Well, that's so. what I was going to say about Death Stranding. One of the reasons I wanted to buy it is it's on PC, obviously, you get native 4K, you get ultra settings. Also, I don't want to get too techy because I'll bore you guys and I've already been, get bashed for my monitor talk. But, like, <laughs> they have some cool stuff now releasing on PC that allows you to run games at native 4K and use ray tracing, but it actually runs, the, like, it's filtering the game through 1080p. Okay. So it allows you to get that frames per seconds that you want, the 30 to 60 while you're seeing ultra settings and you're getting ray tracing and you're not taking the frames per second hit. It's pretty freaking cool. It's on control and it's on Death Stranding and that's why I wanted to to buy Death Stranding. But I watched a Digital Foundry video and they're like, Death Stranding runs at basically medium settings at ultra or 4K, native 4K on PlayStation Pro. So I'm playing it on my new monitor and it looks absolutely fantastic it looks like a pc yeah. game it's just boom it just pops yeah. so. i did see something about that how the the jump from the ps4 pro if assuming you've got the pro and you've got a nice screen to display it on the jump from there to pc i've heard isn't monumental so that's interesting to hear that yeah the engine I, that the they only use thing that game. would be monumental would be the frames per second but in that type of game where it's not a shooter it's not even really a melee combat game. It's just a hey, you want to run and keep your balance, you know. What were we saying, Dan, about the engine? Well, I was just saying the engine that they chose uh, it was. I mean, it's the same engine as Horizon Zero Dawn, and I mean that game's gorgeous. So clearly, whatever's mm-hmm. built into that engine is just—it's really solid visually. So getting it done yeah. for sure. Yep. Speaking of uh, PC stuff, I did. Finally pulled the trigger to get a PC. I had a really small window. I'll get into all the details of personal family finance stuff. But I knew that I had a very small window. I talked to Derek about this a lot (laughs) um, of time to pull the trigger on this thing. And I really wanted to work with our buddy Lee. And I looked into a couple other options to build one. But and to no one's no one's to blame for this at all. COVID's actually messed up what retailers and manufacturers can and can't provide. And Mm -hmm. so the normal PC build process probably would have been well underway, maybe almost finished by now. But everything was stalling, and I knew, like, hey, my window's closing. I got to get something. <laughs> and so Derek did some shopping for me and helped me find a pretty good, I should say pretty great, actually, uh, pre-built um, PC that I that I went ahead and purchased. Got myself nice. a pretty decent screen. Not amazing, but it's nice. It's like a 1440, 144. Dude, if you got, uh, if you got the one you sent me, you got the one I have. Me and Dan Phillips have it. It's a good screen. You're going to love it. It's a great screen. It's just not a 4K screen, right? So I didn't, I didn't like, pull the trigger on some crazy whatever two thousand dollars do that later as next gen rolls in 4k monitor spend money later you could always just listen to derek and t- he'll tell you to just spend four thousand dollars on <laughs> so i'm excited about this because i um logged back into my steam account it had been a long time and i was like look at this library of games i have now, sure most of them are seven years or old 
seven years old or older. Um, but it's still cool to have all those games back at my, at my, uh, you know, to be available right there. And there was a whole bunch of stuff on sale. And I just remember, I know steam sales aren't what they used to be, but you can still save a lot of money. And I jumped onto Epic games cause I have an Epic games account from my kids and I playing Dauntless together and things like that. So, um, I logged in there and to, this was another uh, piece of advice from Derek was start adding those free games, add free games every week, just start adding those to your library. So I started doing that, even though I don't have anywhere to download them yet. Just using the Epic Games website interface, you can add games to your library right there. So, so I'm pretty pumped to get this thing and get some things going. And uh, right now, I am leaning towards being a Switch PS5 PC gamer for the foreseeable future. And we'll see, we'll see if uh, Xbox's show here upcoming for some reason convinces me that boy, this is a horrible decision. I need the Series X, but I really don't think so. I think everything that I would do on the Series X, I'll be able to do that. And possibly with a few upgrades, even more uh, with my PC. So I'm not too worried about that piece either. I'm pretty excited about it. It's supposed to come this week. So I'll be part of the master race before you guys know it. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Time to go. get rid of Dan and replace him with Lee. And we'll be, <laughs> we'll be, on, send me your, we'll be beyond current gym. Just we'll be it's true. <laughs> it's All right, got to change the name again, I guess. It's the Next Gen Podcast. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. As far as games I'm playing, I tried a whole bunch of different things um, just to kind of fill the time. I've been having fun trying games that have been updated. So I think I talked about Sea of Thieves already, so I won't go into that. But my kids and I are still playing Sea of Thieves together. It's a lot of fun. You're going to love that. that really PC. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now three of us can play because I will keep the Xbox One X on the main TV. My son's S, Xbox One S, is downstairs. And I'll be on PC, and we'll be, we're really excited to do that. Your wife's um, gonna be super excited about that. She's not excited at all, but who cares? Um, Tell her to please be excited. We will. Uh, we'll also be playing some multiplayer of No Man's Sky. So Ooh, did you No see Man's that Sky is always. There's a ton of stuff on the update. So yeah. No Man's Sky, in my mind, has always been that game that's like not very fine-tuned it always was missing some stuff the combat never felt like real combat it always felt like weird like walking simulator but you can also shoot a little bit it never felt great nothing about that game made me just have to come back although i did put a good amount of time into it just because it was fun to explore it was mostly a game that was like hey kids let's all play together we'll pass a control around we'll name some animals and planets and whatever and i left that game to the side now it's on game pass so i re-downloaded it on my xbox and played it i played it for probably three or four hours it's you know started a brand new run because the there's no cross save from playstation over to Mm. xbox and surprisingly fun building my own base like there's a lot more tutorials like they give you step-by-step things there's missions you can take the the uh, ways of learning languages and learning skills and crafting stuff just makes a way more sense now it was so convoluted and tough to figure out before it's still a little wonky at times but i'll tell you overall i think it looks great performs great on the xbox for me at least i don't know if it does for everybody and um it's just fantastic it's just a lot of fun so it's what the the original game should have been four years ago right you could make that argument yeah. well that's what everyone but was people would furious. people would hate them for having not released it so yeah it can never you can't really win yeah. but um anyway i love what they've done to the game to update it it's still in a really solid i think back then i would have rated it in the like six and a half seven range just because i kind of got real tired of it and it didn't have a lot of meat I mean, it's weird to say that about a game that's that big. I know. But it didn't have a lot of meat for a gamer to dig through. Um, now I feel like they've added a lot of that. They've got some really yeah. cool stuff. There's more specific do. things and like activities to do now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's more So it's still not for everybody. There's still folks who will fire it up and be like, nope, hard pass, still hate it. That's totally fine. Like if the idea of, it's a little bit of a survival game too, where you have to 
mine resources, craft stuff, learn a new blueprint from somebody, craft that thing. I mean, if you don't like that loop, then don't still don't play this. But anyway, I think it's I think it's pretty fun. Did you see the horror update that's coming out? That's what I was specifically. Yeah, that that just got updated, and I haven't tried it yet. But they they're apparently every galaxy has abandoned freighters that you can fly up to and and board, and then inside there you'll find new lore elements or items um some resources and some truly creepy stuff it, uh, too. it makes me long for dead space screw yeah. you ea screw it you. won't be anything like that for sure but it'll be it'll be creepy. it has that um, vibe though yeah so yeah i will know i did i will say this on the xbox version i'm seeing just as much kind of draw distance pop in as i saw on the standard ps4 and that's not a bash it's fine it's just it does take you out of it a little bit when you land your ship and the ground looks really flat and the texture looks just like a yeah. flat brown. And all of a sudden everything populates and that happens a lot. Um, but it is what it is. This is not a I'll be uh, skipping this part of the show when I, <laughs> you know, fair enough. Is it still no man's trash, trash to you? No, no man's, man's trash. Um, kudos to them for hanging on to that game and not letting it go, making it better. We talked about Ubisoft. I think when, when the three of us last chatted, we talked about Ubisoft sticking with games, rainbow six siege and yeah, division and stuff like this and so i i always admire any developer when they stick with it and try to listen to player feedback and add pieces in that they want so now there's full-on multiplayer third person view you can build bases and so i'm i I like when devs do that so it's pretty cool indeed pretty cool otherwise nothing super new to talk about other than ghosts of tsushima so let's dive into that unless because we're gonna spend the rest of our time talking about that game is there anything in the news that I missed? I feel like I, had I was a, only gone for like a day and a half. I had a, like a wasn't quick that Sony long, but... thing, but it was more okay, like yeah. kind of what, what do you got? Sort of rumors. Um, so I don't know if you um, saw or had heard prior before going on camping. Uh, Jeff Keighley was essentially doing like a hands-on with the DualSense. I saw him tweeting about it, yeah. Yeah, so he did like a video where he was playing that um, that pre what is it, the Astrobots game that's going to be on the PS5? Right. Um, so right. he was like testing that and sort of the technologies uh, of that connected to the controller. Um, and then he actually spoke with uh, Ed, L- Ed Lampel, who's the, let's see, PlayStation Global Head of Marketing. It's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of basically was asking him questions, so interviewing him like after he was playing it. Um, and he said that uh, they will give gamers plenty of uh, advance notice as far as taking pre-orders for the PS5, because obviously people are still wondering. There was actually yep. rumors... Was it this week or last week? I think like there was some pretty strong rumors like they're drop they're gonna drop the price and the date like it's happening this week, oh. um, and it didn't happen. Um, it. And then recent, I think in, within the past couple of days, uh, Sony said that they're actually ramping up uh, production to make some more units than they were previously stating. I did see that. What yeah. what was that about? So uh, Sony is reportedly going to order three million more ps5 consoles um than previously expected so they're going to try to get upwards of nine to ten million um so Ooh, i i basically kind of a pretty good down. launch number huh yeah well i jotted those both down because i think like with the rumors happening like i'm wondering if there actually was some legitimacy to that but yeah. then because they like kind of almost last minute well maybe not last minute but you know what i mean in, yep. in the business sense they were like you know what we can ramp it up like let's go let's make some more than they actually did not release the um the price and date so i'm wondering if that is connected because he he tried to make it seem like oh no like those were rumors not we had nothing to do with it there's no there's no legitimacy there so who knows but gotcha yeah so there'll be some decent numbers i I don't think we'll have to worry too much about being able to pre-order the ps5 now as long as that is legit so 
Good. Real I'm quick. Glad. And yeah, I heard you're limiting it to one per person. Well, as they should. They yeah. should. I mean, don't get me wrong. I honestly was thinking about getting two of them at launch if I had the money because of my my boys are big time gamers now. But well, I also right. believe at at launch, even people with kids, I just don't trust people. They really should limit it. Well, that's what I mean. I, I meant more in the sense of the people right. who try to buy multiples to then sell on eBay for like twice, three times. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I did want to say Microsoft had a lot of news. Um, I'll just go through it real quick. I don't think we need to discuss it because it's more okay. rumors. I, I I think what is the event? July twenty third. That's when coming up this week. Yeah, so that's when everything will get confirmed. But here's basically what's coming out. First of all, they've ended selling um, Xbox Live for twelve months. So I think they're just all that hmm. really means is they're fully into Game Pass Ultimate. So I don't think they're going to have the option where you can get anything without having it tied to Game Pass. I don't know what that yeah, means. I think things like Games with Gold will probably stop too, right? It's just get, All that stuff's yeah. going away, and it's just Game I Pass think, Ultimate. I think that's what it is. Um, and then the Smart. other thing is, and this is big news. This is big news, uh, potential big news. So we already know the Xbox Series X is coming out. A lot of rumors are saying that it's going to be about $500. There's a lot of rumors that... PlayStation 5 is probably going to be about 500 to 550. The reason I give you two prices is 500 would probably be the digital only, yeah. 550 would be disc. That's huge because obviously that would make them equals if this is all true. But the big news is that they've now stopped doing Xbox One X. They're not making them anymore. Good luck trying to buy a used one. Definitely not getting a new one. Um, that's the setup for the, what I believe they're going to announce on July 23rd, and that is the rumored Xbox Lockhart or whatever it's called. Yeah. And that's going to be the cheaper version. I don't know what the specs are going to be, but it's basically going to be a lesser version of the Series X, but it's also going to be cheaper. So my thought process or the rumor thought process too, and I don't disagree is it's probably going to fall in that 350 to $400 range. Um, you could regularly get an Xbox One X for 300 although the regular price at the end of its you know, life cycle was 400 It launched at 500 So it would make sense if they had a tier of 400 and 500 um, It just depends on what the drop-off is. Because some of the rumors, and I think this is retarded, is that the Lockhart is going to be a 1080p machine, which is dumb. Mm, right? yeah, that's that's a budget box? But, but like, high frames per second with the SSD yeah. and all that stuff. Mm. But that's really ridiculous. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to share that because I thought that was really interesting because now things are starting to heat up. I really would expect that July 23rd we're going to get... I think we're going to get first party games but i also think we're gonna get like here's all the systems we have and price points and when we we'll get prices okay and when pre-orders are gonna go up i i do like i don't know if dan touched on this but i do like that sony also came out and said hey we're not gonna shock you with the the pre-order we're not gonna just yeah, one yeah, yeah. day announce you can pre-order it now like i think what they're gonna do and i'm hoping microsoft's gonna do the same thing is they're gonna say here's the price Here's when it launches, and here's when you can pre-order it. Right. And then that gives us time to like go 
go trade in stuff. Like I've got a pile of games that I'm going to trade in that I can probably get 150, 200 bucks for. So anyways, I wanted to, to talk about that because I thought that was pretty interesting. Also, there was a really horribly written headline by, was it on GameStop? And it had to do with Microsoft and it, GameStop. something to the effect of there are going to be no yeah, first so party exclusive Xbox Series X games yeah, for two to years. three years. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, what are they What are they doing? And then all of a sudden you read it closely and they just mean, yeah, because some of them are going to be for the Series X and the One X. Like it's still going to work on both generations. That's all that means. Right. That's what Phil Spencer meant. He wasn't saying... It's oh yeah, two to three it years was definitely for purposely written that way for clickbait, and I could not believe how many people were defending that article in the no. Unlock group. Don't I get mean, me wrong; a ton were bashing it, more were yeah. bashing it, but there were still some people saying it says Series X there. I understand that, but you know damn well why they wrote that. I mean, all of us saw that and did a double. Exactly. I did a double take. I did a double take when yeah. I was like, "What?" They definitely what wrote it that way so people yeah. would go, especially Sony ponies. Microsoft doesn't have any. They don't have any. I honestly looked right past it because I was like, no, that can't even be true. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep, I got you. Well, by the way, I'm wearing a red shirt today for those of you who can see me, which is just Dan and Derek. Because uh, of Nintendo, right? Because I'm a big Nintendo yeah. fanboy. And Nintendo's got lots of cool stuff going on, except except that I just <laughs> did a recent... What's my top 10 so far this year? Just kind of wrote up a quick list. And Nintendo has zero spots on that list Aww. so far this year. Now, Paper Mario, when I finally do play it, and I might get it sometime soon here, um, that might crack the top 10. It sounds like that's a great, charming little game. Awesome. But other than that, I don't think Nintendo's done too much. And, like, this should be they should be right in the middle of some of their best games coming out right now. Like, when you look at the life cycle of a console, this is when they should be delivering just hit after hit. And they're really slow. And the only game we know of for the rest of 2020 that's a console exclusive, at least that I'm aware of, is Bakugan. Well, Zelda, I think uh, the second Breath of the Wild, I think there's a, a potential for that coming out this year, to be honest. Dude, I would love to be surprised and we get hit with, there's all kinds of rumors about directs that are supposed to be happening yeah, here yeah. at the end of July. And that'd be amazing. And we get, you know, Breath of the Wild 2. And by the way, here comes, and I've always wanted that sequel to the golf story. You know, here comes sports mm-hmm. story. Here comes a wave of games from indie games all the way over to these AAA games. Awesome. But right now it is deathly quiet yeah. coming out of Nintendo. So we'll see what happens there but all right enough of that business let's talk about what matters and that is ghost of tsushima one of the coolest games that i've played in a long time and i say cool because it's just i get that vibe as i play this game as i'm controlling this samurai as i'm fighting and exploring and just the visuals everything about it just to me seems so awesome so everything you want in a great open action rpg it's just amazing and i love it and i wouldn't describe something like last of us 2 as cool and awesome not in the same way like it's that's a much different experience Hmm. um and at the end of this calendar year we'll talk about which one we like more we'll rank them that kind of stuff but this has been a nice shift for me coming out of stuff like last of us 2 and coming out of all these little in-between games i've been trying out and playing and i'm it's i'm diving headfirst into this thing and i'm absolutely Hmm. loving it so Dan, let's start with you you're our resident pony yeah give me some of your overall thoughts and by the way folks we'll be spoiler free might be some minor gameplay and experience type spoilers, but nothing story related. There's katanas in this game, guys. <gasps> oh my gosh, dude. dude. I just said no spoilers. They thought the it worst. was alien blasters or something. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, um, Freitas, take it away, man. What do you think about this game so far? Is it hitting the expectations you had for it? So, I, I honestly didn't really have 
many expectations just because they didn't actually really show a lot of this game until like more recently there, there was what like there was the initial trailer and then i think one of the e3s there was like a little bit of gameplay um and then it just i don't think st- we really saw anything except like trailers until they did that 18 minute like state of play type thing yeah but there, i remember there was one where it showed um showed the Jesus, what's his name? Now I'm suddenly forgetting his name. Jin. Jin, thank you. Jin, like sneaking around inside of a building, and he and he was like assassinating like people, sort of like chaining it together. I, I remember like that in one of the videos because I, I yeah, I remember there to... being something that looked like oh, that might have been gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, um, but, but nothing they didn't obvious. Show a lot overall, and then the game's right. out now, and it's uh, you know, honestly, I think if you don't like samurais at all, whether it's video games or movies or anything, then you're stupid and your brain is broken. Because samurais <laughs> are just unbelievably cool just like their vibes like what they stand for like their how they talk about their code and and honor and and respect and like all of that just this game takes the concept of samurais very seriously um the actual vibes of it is is pretty serious and and tries to be as realistic as it can be um Mm -hmm. there are definitely moments in the gameplay that i'm like i don't know if you could really actually do that in real life but um (laughs) Like the way the uh, the way Jin climbs uh, cliff sides, definitely not realistic. That feels very infamousy to me, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's fine because it's like I, that just doesn't really bother me. And um, yeah. I don't know if you could really leap off a horse the way that he does, as gracefully as he does, and just right. coming down and slashing a dude. But God, does that feel cool? It does feel cool. You know, it's interesting. I think Sucker Punch came out and said that they purposefully avoided going supernatural with this game. Yeah. But there are certainly elements. I mean, it's not unlike what was the other game we were talking about where they introduced. Oh, I guess even like an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Where okay, there's not really supernatural. It's all supposed to be technology based, but there's some supernatural stuff. That's how yeah, I yeah. feel about this too. Is it's it's grounded in a re- in reality in some ways, but also there's yeah. some magic you know, stuff happening. Yeah. yeah, like in Assassin's Creed, like you're you're not leaping off the top of that building into a haystack and and you're fine. Like that's not real. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> you know I things did, like I, that. Yeah. Yeah, Teague did that, but most humans can't do it. Absolutely, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean this this game is is fantastic, and there's obviously um, you know little things here and there that I'm sure we'll discuss soon because Derek is furious about uh, you know lock on. Oh, I'm gonna nitpick this <laughs> Well, I do like at the beginning how it opens up. There's not like a big start menu screen where you pick your options. It right. just right away asks you to select a handful of things and then it launches you into the opening cinematic, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. So it wants you to pick uh what language you want. Do you want subtitles or not? Mm-hmm. And I think there's like the style that's part part of that is the style selection as well. So if right. you really like the old samurai movies, if you're one of those the black and white. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the grainy, grainy. film. Yeah. Which I'm curious just to see, but I certainly wouldn't want to play the whole game that way. But um but anyway, uh I so I picked Japanese with English subtitles at first. I thought I want to be really immersed in this world. Yeah. I want it to be, you know, I want to feel like I'm a samurai really there and I have to like they're speaking Japanese. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. And as soon as the opening cinematic happened, I was like lips aren't synced up at yeah, all. Maybe no, my audio not. is off. Nope. And then I realized they're all lip synced really pretty well, honestly, to English voice. Yeah. It was yeah, all yeah. recorded first and then they dubbed Japanese over. So yeah. I was like this is such a weird inception <laughs> moment where it's this feudal Japanese game with yep. samurais that should be speaking Japanese, but they're all right. speaking English and I'm dubbing it over with Japanese while reading it in English. Yeah. It didn't work. It's almost the backwards of, of the old uh, sam- uh, like Japanese movies, right? 
yeah. their mouths would be moving to you know the actual language that they're speaking which is japanese but yes. you know dubbing over with english so so it was the opposite of that so i quickly just exited and reset <laughs> and started from the scratch again and picked english and i'm glad i did i recommend it to anyone who hasn't started up yet yeah the english voice acting i think overall is really good yeah very good um and for any of you concerned about like representation and all that i looked on imdb because i was like i recognize that guy's voice so there was the one samurai the archer master guy yes and i was like i've seen him in movies before so i was looking up some actors yeah and they're pretty much all asian or asian american okay. actors who they cast and they all do. thank god so stunning so great derek don't you worry there's representation across the board here (laughs) oh boy anyway uh so So the voice acting is pretty great and i so i highly recommend just using the english voice acting for that to be honest though like if it if it was just some straight up like goofy sounding white boys doing you know japanese male characters it it would sound a little off like you i think you want it to be it as would. authentic as possible if you're gonna have them actually speaking like english being the main language of the game like yeah i think it fits it for like you know it works yeah it works teagues so far is it hitting your expectations you had for this game coming in are you digging oh, yeah. it so i had high expectations i already said this like when they before they even did the state of play just when we saw the game and we were talking about it in our earlier show it may have been been on our uh previous podcast but i said that this could potentially be my game of the year it was one of those few titles that i was real excited for because it's a new ip just like cyberpunk 2077 it's a new ip so i'm going to be more excited for that when it launches um so anyway so i had a high expectations as far as as dan said you don't like samurais ninjas and all that stuff you're an idiot um absolutely so that i was hyped about the open world i'm hyped about but i've also said i don't like sucker punch like i don't hate them they just let me down and in a to a certain extent, I'm going to start off by saying they did let me down a little bit, and I'll go into why. But the thing I really want to focus on is I got lost in this game this weekend. I kind of started out slow because I was still trying to play Death Stranding. I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to abandon Death Stranding. So I, I, I started Ghost, and then I, I didn't like the, uh, the fact that there's no lock-on for your enemies. And so that annoyed me right away. And then I played a little bit more on Saturday. It wasn't until today that I was like, hey, you know what? I don't care about Death Stranding. Like, I'm fully into this game, and here's the main reason why. It's for me. Obviously, we've discussed I love upgrading a character. It's got all that. In fact, it goes crazy with it. It takes what Horizon Zero Dawn did and blew it up. Yeah, it's much more in-depth. Yeah, and that was the one weakness I would say Horizon had as far as like gameplay and leveling up and stuff was it was very like lackluster in that area. They took that and they were like, We see what you did there, we're gonna blow it up. But the major thing that I like is they put you in this island, this world, and it's Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Go wherever you wanna go. Like I spent all day I all day yesterday and today when I played just i didn't even care about story missions now i've started to do them and that's because i watched the video and they're like you should do these because you unlock this but other than that i was just going from question mark to question mark and i was always running into stuff so there might be a fox there might be a bird i should follow there's just or smoke in the distance 
that's what I love about this game. And then obviously they use the wind to help you direct you without having to pull up a map every five seconds. So it's these little things that they do that makes me feel like I'm playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, but here I'm going to knock Zelda a little bit, but it's actually really, really fun. Like I enjoyed my time. Smaller space with more to do in it. Yes. I enjoyed my time with Zelda, but I'm not going to sit here and act like it was the most fun game I ever played. It's not. There there was too many little annoying things in Zelda, but it was still a smart game. This game pretty much eliminates anything that I found annoying. Like I feel like there's always something to do. The world is gorgeous. This is probably the prettiest open world game I've ever played. Um, and it's just something that I want to explore. And then I am right now currently addicted to leveling up so i'm enjoying yeah leveling up my armor i'm enjoying finding new armor i'm enjoying leveling up my katana i'm enjoying unlocking new uh skills and weapons so that's my main focus and that to me is what they nailed yeah the thing that i was gonna say that i was disappointed with and i still am i've gotten better at the game and for those losers who just assume on my post that because I don't <laughs> like that they don't have lock on, that means I'm dying a lot. I didn't die a lot. I don't Get good, like bro. There was no lock on, and I still don't. And I stand by this, and I I believe it's factual that the reason they have so many camera issues, and I'm talking about literally cannot see some of the yeah. enemies. Like they throw eight at you, eight at you. You're fighting one and six of them attacking. You're like, I didn't see him. You know why I can't see him? You don't have lock on and you have the camera pushed up my butthole so I can't see. Like if they would pop the camera out a little bit, if you don't want to do lock on, that's your choice. Pop the camera out. So that's a that's still an issue for or me. Or at least give you the option to zoom the camera out, right? Like some yes. folks might really like get it right up over their shoulder and no lock on. I want it to like some people legitimately, I think prefer playing that way i don't i would like the camera to be able to zoom out a little bit um or to have lock on where if you're going to keep me zoomed in let me quickly switch between who i'm looking at but i don't understand how you would be the type to defend what they did unless you're just being a fanboy and i'm not trying to like act like my opinion overrides everybody it does but i'm not trying to (laughs) well (laughs) i will defend it right now (laughs) what my issue is is why there's no way they game test this and they're like oh well that's cameras all over the place and i can't see this guy it's cool but i will say because the game's not at least for me that hard you can get away with it imagine playing this and you dying in one or two strikes so if it was like realistic that you get caught with one or two strikes i guarantee everybody would be agreeing with me they'd be like i'm dying every 5 seconds since the dumb camera or it's the fact that i can't lock on so i know where who I'm yeah, attacking. the game is more forgiving, so yes, that does help. the game is way more forgiving, and that's why you can get away with it. And then, again, you unlock new abilities that makes the combat easier and definitely more fun. I am seeing them starting to throw more difficult enemies at me to kind of, like, calm me down on my OP level, but I was getting to a place where I was like, I could just walk in an area and wipe out ten guys... So it's really cool. And I want want to hear Dan's take on the targeting in just a second. Um, But I do love how when you approach an area, when you see enemies, and it's a little inconsistent. Sometimes if you miss the little window to do a standoff, then it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little bit bit annoying to me. 
Um, but I love the stand. I think it's called standoff, right? Yeah, standoff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you get close to enemies, before they really spot you and are ready to attack you, there's a little prompt that if you hit up on the control pad, you can basically announce yourself and say, "Send out your strongest warrior." And I, I think that's awesome. It's very samurai like. It just <laughs> oh, really. It's just so cool. And then you face off with the guy. It's just a little timing mini game. If you miss it, you'll get a huge health hit. If you if you uh, hit it correctly, and there's sometimes, by the way, they'll do a little fake. Yep, yep. Um, which yep. is really frustrating. That's gotten me a few times. The fakes, I'll admit, I've been hit a few times. But um, anyway, then you can also upgrade that, which I did pretty early on, to chain that. So yep. now you can do like a instant yep. kill. One of the guys charging you, a second instant kill. Oh, it just feels so great. And then the open... The, op- the enemies openly swarm you and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wish there was they were a little more forgiving with whatever that is in the coding. Like here's the enemies and there's a huge radius around them that once you're inside that you can do a standoff. But once you go too far, then the standoff option disappears. That that part's a little bit annoying to me. But um, anyway, I love the idea of walking in there, head held high. Like yep. Derek, you mentioned earlier, the whole honor system. Or I think Dan, you said this, yep. the honor system with samurais. And I, I, I really, no. really love that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm someone who, I've, I've talked a lot about how I love stealth in games. And this game does have a lot of stealth. You can upgrade the ghost tree and there's some really cool skills in mm. there. And I've upgraded some of them. And I've stealthed some, but I'm having a lot more fun doing the straight up Samurai. samurai let me just take you down yeah uh f- you know face to face man to man yeah and also honestly i've been won over a little bit by some of the story moments where they talk about how important that code is and i'm kind of like yeah i guess cowards only only cowards strike from the shadows yeah, they're the, right you the know assassin that uh one flashback with the assassin and he yeah. him, he tells him to look into his eyes yeah yeah i mean some of that stuff him. actually kind of hits home a little bit but yeah. anyway yeah, yeah. um dan t- talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on the targeting i actually don't have anything to add to or disagree with what Derek yeah. said. I wish that we either had camera options or a stronger lock-on system. That is, to me, a nitpick because I'm really enjoying the combat overall. Mm-hmm. I have, and I think Derek is too. I think he's really oh, enjoying yeah. the combat. It's just that to me is a is a miss, and it would have made it even better to have at least have those options. Let me turn on a lock-on or yeah. let me control where the camera is. That's my personal preference. Yeah. So it. It's tricky without like actually being able to do it as far as like zooming the camera back a bit so you can see maybe behind you, around you, um, if how that would affect gameplay. Yeah, I, I would you would literally have to be able to do it and see like, oh, does that just make it too easy or whatever? Um okay. but, but I think as far as the locking on, I'm fine with because the thing is like they throw first of all, they throw abilities at you, and there's one pretty early on that you learn, which is the um the roll. Where you yeah. can just essentially instead of dodging, like you can just straight up roll out of the way. Yeah, I mean, the the archers that will surround you basically, like, hey, I'm about to shoot an arrow because their boys are surrounding you. So he's. Oh yeah, talk about that real quick. That's a cool feature. Yeah, the, the, basically, if you if you come up to a group of bandits and there's a couple of archers, they'll actually be like, hey, like I'm about essentially I'm about to fire an, an arrow to let his boys know, like duck because yeah. I'm I'm gonna shoot this guy. And I, I roll out of the way every time. I've not been hit a single time by one of those arrows because, like, he's warning me, and then I have that roll move, so I just I roll out of the way. Um, but then as far as not having a lock-on, I, I think it's – I don't know how good you are with the with the parrying, Derek, because I, I, I think I remember you mentioning before with certain games, like, timing for parrying could be a little tricky for you. Is, am I mistaken? Or? I'm not a noob. I, can okay. <laughs> I thought I remember you saying with like certain games, you're like, oh, the pairing. No, is like- it is. I there if there's a if you can get away without pairing, I yeah. don't bother trying. Okay. So if like if I can play a game and just evade, then I'll just evade. Okay. But- the pairing window in this game I find to be 
pretty forgiving, so oh, yeah. I like it. So I that's like it a lot, that's so. what that's what it is for me as far as not having locking on because I think it's either you're good at parrying or you're not. And depending oh, okay, on the okay, but counterpoint to that real quick, yeah, dude. Yeah. When you're zoomed in and you've got four swordsmen in front of you sure. and some dude with his shield behind you, and there's I no there's no indicator that. that he's about to attack for me to parry. So that has gotten frustrating, especially when there's like a random cart in the battlefield yeah, yeah. and the camera gets hung up on that cart. That's happened to me met several times where yeah. I get hit. And I'm like, well, I had no chance to parry that. So what I have to do is the only way for me to avoid this is I have to roll to the point where I have all my enemies, except for maybe archers is the one exception, yep. somewhere in this cone in front exactly. of me. I think that's right. what it is because essentially yeah. and it's, it's so kind of similar, not totally so similar, but kind of similar with like Final Fantasy seven remake. A lot of people complained about the combat because like there's kind of there's a lot going on on the screen yeah. and, and you're bouncing around between characters and it's too difficult because it's like I have to switch this character to do this magic spell to then put them in stagger. So then I have to go to the. They, they built that system that way on purpose. They want you to to move through the characters quickly to utilize all of them because it's yep. part of the strategy. So I think yep. that's the thing here is they're trying to, as realistically as they can within their world, because again, it's not completely realistic. They're trying to be like, this is as real as we're trying to make it. Um, if you're getting surrounded in real life, you're not going to be seeing behind you. Like You're going to see whoever's in front of you. So you want your enemies in front of you roll around where you need to or, or, or maneuver how you can to have everything in front of you so you can see everyone and, and sort of proceed however you need to. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but what that ends up being is me rolling like a more. It doesn't sure. look cool. <laughs> well, I, like, can, I get pulled out of the samurai world as I'm like, roll, roll. There's also roll. different stances. I can counter though. this because I've actually experienced several times. And again, I'm not saying Dan's saying this. Although Are you a samurai? Saying, uh, well, people. I am a samurai. I'm a okay. samurai. But like, I'm a samurai. <laughs> I, I trust me when I say I know how to play this game. Like I figured. I'm not it saying out. you don't. I'm not, I'm not struggling with it. Yeah. But the the issue is real. Like objectively, this is not designed. Like, hey, we wanted to make it realistically. Yes, they have their vision. Like Assassin's Creed did this. But I'm going to tell you, as a huge fan of Assassin's Creed, I never liked the combat. Like, I played through them all, and I well, enjoyed sure. the games, but I never liked that they didn't have the ability to lock on, and the game struggles to read. Now, I'm going to get to the point, because this is a valid point for this particular game we're talking about, but even in Assassin's Creed, like, you are to use your left stick to tell the game, hey, I'm going in that direction to fight that guy, but it gets confused all the time. The other issue is this game has a built-in system that encourages you. It doesn't just encourage you. You will die if, if you have a ton of enemies fighting you and you're not switching stances. Right. Well, yeah. if I think I'm going towards a guy with a shield and I switch to that stance yes. and the game goes, no, nope, I'm going to have you fight this guy who's right next to him and I'm going, you dumb... And I say bad word... <laughs> You're fighting the wrong guy, and I just switched the stance. And now I've got four guys hitting me, and now i got to switch the stance. Yeah. And then I switched the stance, and now it's fighting the shield guy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm not making this up to be dramatic. It's happened because when you're in, like, we're you guys are using mainly examples of, hey, I'm in the open field. I can roll around. Yeah, you can. Go attack a fort. And when you're in the middle of the fort, if you're not doing just stealth kills, which I start out doing stealth kills, but there was – a fort I was doing, 
I didn't bother doing stealth kills. I went in and did the honor, like, come on, send out your best dude. So I went in the fort, and I ended up getting trapped in one little area with cages all around me and five guys attacking me and a camera going crazy, no lock-in system. I, I don't even honestly know how I survived. I just kept swinging, button mashing. But the, but I, was that like, wasn't, I don't know who I'm fighting. But I think that was just the camera getting caught in a, in a unfortunately. But my point spot, is, is you know what I mean? that's it just was, one example of what's happened sure. multiple times. This is a, it's not broken. Broken means it doesn't work. But it's yeah. a system that's built in that doesn't work as good as I believe it could if they gave you one or two options. Eric, if I may, I would call it unrefined. That's yes. the, the word that just and it's just this element because we've yeah, got to talk about else. the actual combat, which is so great. It's some of the, my favorite sword combat mm-hmm. I've ever played yeah. in the game. I don't think I talked about this, it enough. The but. camera thing and the lock-on thing, something's got to give with those two things. And I honestly, I don't, I wouldn't buy if I'm talking to a dev, I wouldn't buy the realism argument because there's so many other elements like climbing a rock that is just there for a good video game traversal thing. It has nothing to do with realism. So. I, I don't I think for, realism sells the sells the move for me. I really do think it was a good enough. And by the way, if you play this game a certain way, yeah, it's gonna work fine. If you love rolling and kind of running and recalibrating, fighting a few guys, running some more, that's fine. But I just stood up and called out their best warrior, and now I spend the next five minutes of this battle rolling out of the way and running to reposition myself because the camera and lock on won't do it. So for I, me. I guess Does that the, sense? I think, yeah. So when I, when I'm saying like realistic, I just mean as far as like how it looks when you're fighting, like it's supposed to be real. Like again, yeah, you're carrying, if you're, you're surrounded, you don't want to just stand there. Yeah. I got that. But like it, yeah. when I'm like, for me, when I'm fighting in the game, uh, and sometimes I do forget in the moment because it is hectic. You you forget that you have like your sort of gadgets, so to speak, right? You have kunais, right. so you can sort of stun somebody with sticky the bombs. By the way, are sticky awesome bombs, smoke yeah. bomb. So like, I think for me, why I don't mind it as much is is I have these things to, to sort of you know I guess counter those issues. Yeah, I can throw it, down it a smoke the bomb. They're disoriented. I can assassinate one, and then I roll out mm-hmm. of the way. And then that spear well, guy is coming at me, so I'm not anticipating. As I've unlocked all that stuff, it does make it easier. Yeah, now, yeah. I still ran into the issue when I was in, because again, you are going to, and I don't know how deep you guys are in, but I'm probably 12 to 13 hours in. You, when you keep attacking forts, you'll run into certain forts that are not like super easy. There's a yeah. lot of dudes, and there's your 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 leader that you got to take out, who takes a lot of hits. He's got yep. a lot of armor. So even though you have all those little tricks and I do, I have, I have a lot of stuff upgraded, a lot of stuff, even though I have all those little tricks that I can use the dirty, dirty style of playing that I am playing it that way. Um, you're still dealing with this issue. And to me, like I said, I, again, I'm usually always pro uh, developers, always pro just how you make your game. It doesn't mean I can't critique it, but I usually try to play to what you're trying trying to create. I just can't justify this decision. Again, it doesn't wreck the game. Like this no, is one of the, this is one of the games that I've had the most fun playing. Like yep. I absolutely adore The Last of Us Two, but as I'm playing this game today, at least I can say I start going like really going. I think I like this better. Like, I just, this has all the systems in it that I like. Like, I like the 
the leveling up to the level that they have. This is deeper than The Last of Us 2. There's a oh, lot yeah. of cool leveling up For in sure. The Last of Us yeah, 2, yeah. but this is different. Like When you level up in The Last of Us 2, I don't feel like you're changing the way the game plays. When you level up in this game and get little tricks and techniques, it's changing. It's basically Sekiro light. It's like, hey, here's a cool little trick you can do, but hey, very not as hard as Sekiro. Yeah. So you can go in and make mistakes, or the camera can go crazy. It's more forgiving game. I think if I will say this though, it's not like your health lasts forever. Like a couple of a couple of mistimed parries or rolls or whatever. You can well, get killed, especially early on, yeah, pretty quickly, which, cool I, which I like. I like that. That goes but into the other the thing, system. That, that's why I said that I like this game, and I didn't. I complimented on, hey, it's Breath of the Wild, you can go everywhere. That's the first thing I did. Yeah. Is I went and started looking for, I forgot what they're called, the Resolve. little yellow bubbles. Resolve. Resolve. I went yeah. and started looking for... Oh, Resolve. for the bamboo strikes? Yes. Yeah. Resolve upgrades. I started looking for... Uh, uh, health upgrades. I started looking for the best armor. I got the digital deluxe edition, which comes with an awesome armor outfit yeah. to start the game. So yeah, I it's already got, like the fur had, on it. Yeah, but it has like it has a. It's an upgraded armor, meaning it already has like where you take less damage, you have more health. It's already built into the armor. You can't. It's unfortunate they didn't let you upgrade that one. I thought that. Was By the way, cool. for anyone who's listening who hasn't played, it's really just one armor set. You don't equip like chest piece and leg right. piece and right, boots right. and all that stuff. No, it's, it's your that part's more like that's why Horizon's a good comparison because it's like it doesn't go so in depth like you're playing some crazy RPG, like you're not playing Divinity or something like that. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's it's a step beyond um, like like Horizon. In yeah. terms I feel of like this game, that. if I had to to combine two games. I wouldn't even mention Assassin's Creed. People mention yeah. Assassin's Creed. I feel like this game is Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild combined. Um, and I mean, Swords. anybody that knows me knows Swords. those two are two of my favorite games. So yeah. I absolutely adore this game. I don't care if the story ends up being met. I heard through reviews that this, the story has some cool twists, but for the most part, it's very straightforward. I've always found that uh, Sucker Punch's weakness for me is they usually tell boring or predictable stories except for one game. They had one plot twist that I went, <gasps> that's freaking cool. Other than that, they're It was pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it's very, They're usually very predictable. And here's the other thing, and I find, and maybe you, I don't expect you guys to agree with me on this, but I feel this way. I don't feel like I feel like um, there's something off with the characters and the story and even the missions. Like, it doesn't feel like some of the Organic. games I've been playing. Like, it feels very gamey, and it does yes. kind of loses me a little bit. Um, yeah. I will say this. Tim might have caught this, because I was even thinking about Tim in a non-tamper way. Um, <laughs> sure. When I was playing this, I was like, this is what I don't like about Sucker Punch games. They always have to say what you should already be thinking. Yeah. So they have to announce, hey, uh, I'm thinking this because I want yeah. you to think this. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to tell. I already know. Like, Jin so that's, literally- that's the only other nitpick I have for this because I have so many great things that I love about this game, but I have two nitpicks. And one is 
honestly, if they would just introduce the option to back your camera up a little bit during combat, I would say nothing else about combat. To me, everything yeah. else about it is I'm fine. perfect. I can live without lockout. Okay, so I'll, I'll, but I'll let that one rest. They're not going to do it. <laughs> fine. Um, the other thing is the dialogue has moments that I think are pretty good. Mm. So it actually talked me out, in some ways, talked me out of really wanting to be super sneaky assassin. And it makes me want to be more like stick to the code samurai, which I think is awesome. That says a lot about the writing and the performances there. On the other hand, there's been a lot of moments and it's mostly side missions or actually some of these missions that are supposed to build up to the story. They're kind of the ones in gray where you're helping other samurai uh, yeah. with their series of family missions or whatever. Okay. Um, there's moments there with some of those characters that I'm kind of like, you didn't like, you didn't have to say it. like, I don't know. That communication felt like it was more to help handhold the gamer who's playing this into what emotion someone's feeling or why they make that decision. And I'm like, Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to do that to me. Like, this, is a pretty, this is a pretty mature game. So, you know, so there's a few moments like that, but okay. anyone who's listening, please hear me out. Overall, these are, these are great, minor, minor overall great writing and good performances. And I'm, and I'm really digging it. There are just a few moments that it sucks me out of the, well, the, I was going to ask, uh, cause world. I mean, I I've done a, a I, so I, also not super far into the story but i'm also at about the 10 hour mark that's how enjoyable this game is because mm-hmm. again it's very organic like breath in the wild breath of the wild yeah you can go in a direction it's almost like skyrim actually minus the uh the compass so much at the top but okay. like the yeah, there is no compass yeah, yeah it, it's just kind of like i'm gonna walk in that direction and i'm just yep. gonna see what happens and and you come across like five different things that just happen which is super cool um mm-hmm. But like there was one side quest where there was like a a haunted forest where this guy was telling me a story about like, you know, these spirits, uh, the samurai, the trees in the forest represented uh, all the deceased samurais of the past. But like there's like I haven't gotten to that one. Okay, but there's like some sort of curse going on. So they think like it's like ghosts or something. So like you go in there to investigate. Um, But like that. There was nothing off about it for me. That's just one example of one of the side quests. So I, I personally haven't come across anything yeah. like that. And again, it's not glaring. It's just okay. those little moments that makes me really appreciate what The Last of Us 2 was able to That's accomplish. And it, I'm not just comparing it just to The Last of Us 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, for me, well, they're, they're different games. Somebody who so. criticizes Sucker Punch a lot, this is typical Sucker Punch. This is how they do their stuff. It's their, it's their same team. Like I can't expect them to really change. It's just yeah. they come across real cheesy on some of their story and dialogue. But this and... is such a step up from the infamous oh, yeah. Second Son stuff. Oh, yeah. If you So if you were a critic of that stuff, which I let that go because I thought I was playing a, kind of a campy comic book, fun, yeah. action, whatever game. And I, so I didn't take the story that seriously. Yeah. This one takes itself very seriously. Yeah. So it's easier for me to go like, well, that was pretty hokey and for a game that's very serious. That being said, nine times out of ten, it's fantastic. It it, it yeah. just it nails it, and I really love it. I actually am curious. What do you guys think about the complete lack of waypoints in an open world game? Like yeah. it doesn't give you a little marker and tell you five hundred meters left. And in, in a way, it does. You ask the wind for the direction, and it'll give you like a little meter countdown yeah. of how close you are. But it doesn't give you a little waypoint, a little a little button that you can drop on there so do you like that are you digging that part of it i've told you guys before and i always use assassin's creed odyssey as like the red flag for me because like i just stopped playing that game because it just it it, it was pretty that's pretty much the ultimate example of i'm just checking off boxes and -hmm. it doesn't feel organic to me so like with this generation of games these open world games it's just become so overwhelming 
that the way that they're designed, it's just kind of like, it doesn't just feel like you're the character that's just kind of going about his business and, and playing the story and doing whatever in a, in a natural way. But right. that, it feels natural in this game because yeah. again, there isn't like a compass at the top. There's no mini map in the corner. You're, you're just walking in a direction. You come across some stuff. Um, there's, there's somebody sitting there on the side and, and he tells you like a little story or a rumor that he heard. So then like now that adds to your quest log. Yep. Um, and you can you very know, breath of the wild esque, right? Yeah. Let's just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's for me why I'm enjoying this so much. Cause it doesn't feel like I'm checking off boxes. I can choose to check off boxes technically, like how Derek was going out of his way to find the bamboo things to increase his resolve meter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to, and and it's not right. frustrating. Well, and you can. By the way, there's an upgrade you can get to ask the wind to direct you to those upgrade locations. Yeah, I already get it. I use. So you, if you early on decide I want a power level, you yeah. could just upgrade the locations of those things if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but by the way, the bamboo strikes are kind of cool little mini games, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you've got <laughs> you basically there's a series of bamboo oh, stalks that you're trying to chop through, and you. By the by, the last one when you're trying to chop seven, it's pretty tough trying to hit those seven buttons real quick. It is, but maybe you guys haven't failed because you're both pretty awesome. But I have failed on those a number of times. Like, oh man, I really gotta concentrate and hit these yeah. buttons real fast to get. Well, and the, so just, when you get all of it, they're right there, and you're like, well, it's I'm clearly press this really fast, but you have to do it right before he's slashing, so you have to hit all yep. of the buttons. So it can be yep. it can be a little tricky, but they also um, have these uh, pretty supernatural ish. I talked about how they don't have that in this game, or they said they don't. Some supernatural-ish moments, like when you go to learn these heavenly moves, mm-hmm. or whatever they're called, these celestial moves. I forget what they call them. I, I think the first one has the word heavenly it. in it. but Heavenly Strike. Um, heavenly Strike is the okay. first one you get. And so that that quest certainly has some kind of myth, mythological, yeah. supernaturally feel to it. When it's all said and done, it's not. It's not like a spirit comes to talk to you or something crazy. Well, that like was that. the thing, right? Because I mean, it was you know back in back in those times, they they thought that these things were actually yep. magical and mystical, and that they were like yep. legendary things, you know. So, so that was a pretty cool and a pretty cool series of little quests to get yep. to that, and then the final showdown was was pretty fun. So I liked that a lot. We didn't um, talk about the, the resolve meter, like specifically what it is, though. Um, yeah, so that's a big part of the combat. Talk about that. I think it's super cool. It's it's a yep. good risk reward, right? So I I actually haven't learned any moves that are attached to it, but um, when I was listening to the Easy Allies review, they mentioned that the resolve meter is essentially so it's these little glowy orbs that it, that are what right above the health meter. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what you use to heal. So each orb counts as you healing a section of your your health bar, or for special moves. So it's yep. a good risk reward because. So that move I just talked about yeah. uses up one of those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like if you're in a situation where you you need some really strong cool attack, then you can use that. But now you don't have the ability to use that orb to heal. So. Yep. Um. And that builds up with taking hits or just hitting? I can't remember. I think it's successful. Uh, it's both. It depends on how yeah. like. When you level up your armor, like I've got my armor, I got one set leveled up three. It's three out of four levels. And it's at, I think, 15% build up. And then once I max that armor out, it's at 30% build up. So when it's getting, when you're taking hits, it's building up that. You can always equip a charm that has that same little build yeah. up bonus if you want to. Um, so I said, the, the, the amount of like items and it's not overwhelming. It's real mm-hmm. simple. Like keep it simple for the stupid it's white guy there. But they have all Yeah, these... and it's not like you're losing tons of different I mean you have one general supplies for yeah. the most part. 
Yeah. And there's some items, like you might do this type of wood, and then there's a stronger type, the U wood, and then there's the whatever. So they, the wax wood, I think it is. So they've got like some of that stuff, but you're not, for those of you who are easily overwhelmed by too much crafting materials and all that, it's not a problem. There's a very general supplies, and it doesn't tell you what it is, but those are things you use to help upgrade any Well, and the game that. alerts you. Like, it makes it, like, blaringly obvious when you've got all the stuff yeah. to level up. And it, and they have a great fast... That's the other thing I didn't compliment. So it encourages you just to explore, but there's so many areas to fast travel to. So it's not, like, one, yeah. one location that covers, like, 50 miles, and then you gotta... It's... There's a bunch of little camps, little things that you can knock out. Every question mark that you uncover becomes yeah, a fast travel Yeah, everything basically you uncover and dominate, you can fast travel to it. Yeah. Yep. That is helpful. So they really encourage you to explore, and they don't punish you for that. Like, oh, I'm all the way out here in the middle of nowhere, and I have no way to like fast travel. You can just fast travel anytime. That's yep. another thing that's built in. Like you don't have to be at a signpost or something to fast travel. You just, hey, I, I think I want to go back and level up my character. You just fast travel there. Yep. So. Yep. Well, I, while I, we're I, talking I, about I, things we love about it, I got to mention the visuals on it too. Like, so I, I'm a big fan of some of the visually striking um, kind of martial arts movies out there. One of my favorites was House of Flying Daggers. I still mm -hmm. think that movie is awesome. Um, and it's got some really striking images that have to do with really brightly cover colored leaves flying through and lots of yep. standoffs. And this game has lots of that brightly covered leaves, lots of stand. I love the standoffs too. Yeah. I mean, even though they're repetitive, it shows the one guy with his hand hovering above his sword hilt. And then it always zooms in on yours as you use your thumb to kind of yep. pop it out of place. It's just so cool. Oh, it's very um, cool. Absolutely. Getting ready to, to do your, the boss battle or whatever. Um, anyway, so I love the visuals and I also love that we talked about how it's, again, it's not supernatural and yet this world, this Island that you're exploring essentially has every season. So you can see yeah. snow, you can see fall, you can see summer, you can see spring. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And I have no issue with that whatsoever. I think it's great. It's almost a very dreamlike um, kind of fantasy version of one of these Japanese islands that, yeah. that you see in these samurai movies. And I, and I just love it. I love the visuals. I love the waving grass and the way that that looks like there's so many times that I've just uh, paused it into photo mode because things keep moving in photo mode. All the particle effects keep going. You can turn so it So as soon on. as you go to photo mode, everyone freezes and the grass keeps swaying. The yep. Leaves keep blowing. Oh, it's just so pretty. Yeah, the, photo mode is, pretty. the photo mode is not something I generally uh, mess around with in games, but, um, uh -huh. In this one, it is actually pretty fun. I had I had posted a few that I um, wanted to because uh, I kept hearing how the photo mode was really cool and there was a lot of options you can tweak. So I posted some pictures mm -hmm. in the group, but um, yep. yeah, just some really cool, solid, just like still shots and just yep. tweaking the lighting or or adding like little effects. You know, you can make them black and white, or or you can make like certain um, like the leaves more red, whereas the background's kind of like white and gray and black, yep. which is really cool. So yeah. Yeah, the visuals are pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, Derek, so you mentioned I, this might be the prettiest open world game you've ever played. Is that you, you for real about that? Of all the open world games you played, do you think this might be the best looking? I think it. I think it's the best looking. I think uh, the lighting if you makes play it, it up close. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can critique it. There's yeah, like yeah. there are some and characters that are off yeah. stuff like that. But if you're just sitting back, like I'm playing on my, you know, real expensive, super nice monitor. 
And at first I was sitting really close and I was like, oh, I can see the jaggies and stuff because it isn't native 4K. And I am playing on PS4 Pro, which is 1800p is what this game runs at. So you can see that it's not fully crisp. They had to up-res it. But when I just took a little, just a little step back and started playing a little bit further away and keep in mind, my monitor is extremely bright. Like it does its blacks, real black. It does. So this is a very colorful game. Very colorful. It yeah. It's really, it's got really good HDR. It like, it, like it's really good at like, Ooh. I feel like I'm playing a PC game. Um, just and it's, it, to me, it's one of the nicest looking open worlds. Again, you can criticize like the rocks look bland and stuff like that. But the way that the, they nailed the grass, they nailed the trees, they nailed leaves everywhere. So it's they, the lighting, they know really. what we like. Oh, yeah, the lighting, they know yeah. what gamers like. They threw yeah. out all the little particle effects. Like yeah. If you go in any area, there's something floating around. Yeah, as you're running through the leaves kick up oh, behind yeah. you. It's just gorgeous. I it whenever I see like a little moment where whether it's a face or an animation or like for, for example, there's a moment with Jin and another character and this character has gone through something really tough and so the little prompt comes up and says, "Hey, play the flute because that oh, they're yeah. thinking of song." Yep, yep. So you can play the flute. So you're sitting there, it's this really cool moment. You can actually move the camera while they're talking. But instead of it actually having a little animation of him pulling the flute out and playing, it all of a sudden just goes, boop, he's just holding it, and he just starts playing it. It's little things like that that make me wonder, boy, whether it's a texture, facial animation, a little, a tiny little miss like that in this beautiful, beautiful world, what would this be on a PS5? Like if they were to be able to do a real remastered version of it, like I just... I, I couldn't I can't wait to see what a kind of remastered, completely up those little pieces is gonna look like on the next gen systems. Because this thing I think is pushing the current gen as pretty much as far as it can go. It looks as good as just about anything you've played yeah. on either console. It's gorgeous. And so it does make me kind of not critical of it at all, more excited. Like I can't wait to see when a next gen system can take a game with this kind of amazing design. And really apply all the power to it. That's going to look awesome. The character models on uh, in Last of Us Two are amazing, and they definitely yeah. uh, are better than that Ghost of Tsushima. But the world of Ghost of Tsushima, I think, like overall, kind of, and it's an open world too, versus Last of uh -huh. Us Two not being open world. It's actually a prettier game, I think. And I think yeah, it's I think really like the case. lighting and just sort of the physics of the environment, like uh, Derek was saying, like the grass moving around and like. The, the cherry blossom leaves floating around. Like. Yeah, that's a good case to be made there for the world being prettier. I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's a gorgeous um, game. Overall, I'm having a lot of fun with it. The story is is fine. It's kind of what I expected, and but it's not. There's nothing to criticize there. It's that, it's kind of what you want. That's right? also why I think this works really well as an open world game too. Is there's an easy pre uh, it, the the story is very uh, digestible. Like it it's the story of revenge essentially, um, yeah. and, and yeah. sort of. Uh, getting getting back rescue um, yeah. yeah and it and, and i will say this i i think this should be said because this is something that is comp it's a compliment because it is a little tricky when you're doing like uh and nobody ever really talks about this by the way like when you're doing an open world game and the whole point of the game is to explore but then you're also trying to tell a narrative yeah it can get a little tricky especially yes, very tricky and i I've, I've talked about this before like Nothing pisses me off more than people that are like, Mass Effect 2 is the greatest story, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, and I've said this attempt probably tired of hearing it, but guys, 
you sit here and tell me the whole time in every cutscene how the universe is about ready to be destroyed, yet I have time to go over here and <laughs> help Sally get a boyfriend. Yep. Like this is sure. dumb. Sure. It doesn't make sense. This game there is boyfriend. like there is a story where like, hey, we gotta move forward. Yeah. But the actual if you pay attention, the narrative's like, hey, I can't move forward fast. Because if I yeah, move yeah. forward fast, I'm gonna get killed. We're in desperate need, so we actually need to build up, which yep. allows you to explore and recruit. Exactly. Another how, cool thing about the how game. smart I am and how I pick this up. And you can build up <laughs> yes. and you recruit and all this stuff, so you can then finish the game. Dude, that's such a good point. That's probably why I am able to turn this game on and kind of just exhale and just play. Like, I don't yeah, yeah, feel yeah. pressure. A lot of these games, there's a lot of pressure. Even if it's not direct, there's at least indirect, like... All right, I'll do this, but then I got to get to that main mission because you know so and so is you know I'm leaving them hanging or whatever. This Imagine doesn't have that to vibe. Play the Last of Us two, or even the Last of Us in a world like this. Do you yeah. know how many people would complain about how it doesn't work because it it wouldn't work? Yeah, because you have to push the story forward. You can't have people exploring for ten days when you're trying to tell a story that's moving that, forward that has suspense that's a thriller. This game has hey. We gotta. I don't want to spoil it, but hey, we gotta. We gotta get yeah. this agenda done. But in order to do it, we have to build up. You're, we you're one person who can't take on a whole army. So yeah. there's there's things. There are steps that need to be taken in order, and and so it yeah. happens naturally because you're roaming the island and you're finding these people and things. That so that's makes, my main critique with these open world games nowadays too. Is story wise, like yeah you're you're doing all of these side missions and then like you go back like in real life like days later and you're like what was i even doing that like that was actually interesting like, but now i don't remember like and i hope know. the future of gaming i hope first of all i want to say this i hope more open world games do open world like this i, I hope, hope ubisoft is playing this game yeah yeah like stop i agree with dan stop checking off the boxes stop putting 50 billion question marks just to put question marks Give us like a map, tell us to explore, and this for the first time I'm ever gonna say it, I'm gonna say get rid of levels for enemies. I never cared like I never had a problem with that because like, oh, RPG, I get it. But now playing a game like this, you can totally you can totally make a game harder. Like, hey, I discourage you from going here because it's harder without putting a level cap. Yeah. Or and or saying, Hey, before you go there, Maybe explore here so you can actually level up your character as far as techniques on stuff so you're better suited when you go to there. Yeah. I hope the future of PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC games, obviously. I not the Switch, trash. I hope <laughs> the future for a lot of games that are gonna do open world is to do open world like yes. this. Yes. And then also um find new ways to tell stories and side story side quests that are more aligned with the main quest so like yeah, dan said yeah. that you're not just doing the side stories to get experience to get a uh, like something to make your character more powerful but then you just go back to the main plot that has nothing to do with it and like, you forgot make, half of the stuff yeah make <laughs> the side stuff and i get it that's where you could go well that's what mass effect 2 did it did it's just it did it backwards do it where you are doing things that matter, but you have to have a narrative that it makes sense in for the right. main story. It's a, it's a it's a little bit more trickier, but yeah. again, this is what games are. I don't think it's uh, out of line to ask that. Hey, start making your main stories and side stories 
make sense together. It, it is tricky. Course. They they say because it's always like they they don't know where you're gonna go at what time. Everyone's gonna mm-hmm. do things differently. So like a game like this is tricky to make. But yeah. I mean, if they can do it, then please do it that way because it's it's well, definitely the most fun. So do you notice that certain missions, even side missions, it resets the time of day because there's a night day night cycle going yeah. on, right? And yeah, storms yeah, yeah, will yeah. come in. A certain mission story or side and i've only noticed it happened twice but i did read up on it and it is confirmed that depending on what mission it is it'll kind of reset like oh this is supposed to be nighttime yeah for this one or yeah. there's supposed to be a storm happening right here for this yeah. particular mission so like they, and they do that pretty naturally and i think it works really really well i love the way that they have this world laid out and i am having so much fun with this game if, if any of you are hesitating to buy this but you've enjoyed Stop action rpg open world games or really just like good games at all uh this is one that's 100 percent worth it at full price and i know a lot of people listening too they're like well i'll wait till it's on sale yeah it'll probably go on sale but if you've got if you've got the money to get it now i highly recommend this is 100 percent worth the money to get right now this is easily one of the best games of 2020 and that's even knowing the stuff that's coming later this year. This is going to be in the conversation. For I mean, best games it's, it's my top two. I mean, I'm going to have to debate with myself as I keep playing it, obviously, whether it can surpass the last of us two, but it's surpassed everything else with ease. For but me, it's a, more of a top three situation. I got to throw Final Fantasy in there, but I, I hear you. Yes, of course. Fantasy is <laughs> trash. But uh, uh, we love it. Obviously, all three of us are loving this game. And it's funny when you talk about things like, I wish you could scoot the camera back a smidge, or I wish that they would, you know, the dialogue weren't quite on the nose for that one mission that I played. Like, that's it. Like, these are nitpicks for a overall fantastic game. By the way, the horse is cool, too. Thanks to Derek getting the whatever deluxe version. I got to pick a really cool looking horse that was only for the deluxe version of the game, which is a really cool I didn't horse. even pick that one. Yeah. <laughs> It's a cool looking horse. He's really cool. Uh, I just want to throw like it that. there. Uh, yeah. I actually was getting going to get the $70 edition and then Walmart screwed me over. So nobody ever reserve anything with Walmart. They're stupid. Ugh. Stupid Walmart. So I should yeah. my PS5. This it. game was uh, first party games are usually street dated, which means that they ship the game ahead of time to make sure the store has it on time for that day when it releases. Uh, so yeah. for some reason, my special edition was literally shipped the day of. So I was that's tra- so dumb. yeah, and I was tracking it, and then like I guess no one was at Walmart, so like they didn't just leave the game there, so they brought it back to the distribution center. So it's all it was a whole thing, but I they suck. So I just went to GameStop and I got the regular edition. So there unfortunately, I didn't get all the extra goodies. But there you go. Well, that's the way to do it, though. Is digital. To... I don't get you guys. Digital. Yeah, digital I'm an old man. Way. I need my disc. <laughs> an old man I need my disc. Well, that does it for our Ghost of Tsushima uh, impressions. So there you go. We love it so far, and I don't think that opinion is going to change. Um, I think it's just going to be a matter of what do we think about how it wraps up and the longevity of the game, that kind of thing. This is the kind of game that um, right now I have no interest in seeing it come to an end. I'm like, yeah. I want it to last forever. But there will always come a point, just like with every game, even my favorite games, even something like The Witcher 3. I'm like, hey, uh, how much left in this thing? So Yeah, but this came out at a good time for us. Oh like, yeah, yeah. When's the next major launch? Now, for me, it's coming sooner, just because I'm Horizon. really excited about Horizon Zero Dawn in, in August. On yeah. PC. But like a new, new game though. I but think it's new, not until September game. with uh, the Marvel Avengers game is yeah. the new, next okay. major one that I'm thinking of. I but uh, yeah, I I posted about this in the group too. I think every summer needs a game like this yeah. where it's that 
perfect combination of all the pieces of games. I've been like. saying that Tony for years. Goes, hey, uh, we just dropped The Last of Us 2 in this game, and they both blew up. I have a yeah. feeling Ghost of Tsushima is going to sell real good. But. Yeah, what else is there? Besides, unless you a Nintendo fanboy and got Paper Mario, and that's it. A lot of people, I think, got both, which is interesting, too. But anyway. Um, well, that does it for us for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Want to hear what you think about too? So make sure you let us know what you think about ghosts. Also, whatever wherever you're listening to this, please drop us a rating and review, and share us with your friends and your families and whoever else. Your grandmas, so, your grandmas, your babies. So thank you guys. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Derek. We are out. Yeah. Peace. Samurai. Here we go. Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight.